it's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing great. Last our, th- last throws of summer. Boy, our, the never-ending summer. Yeah. Boy, when it rains, those roads are going to be slick. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, unbelievable weather. Cars just keep rolling in the shop. Yeah. Busy, busy. Uh, busy, busy. New car lots. I see I see a few cars trickle in onto the, the car lots on Iowa Street, and then the, the new cars just keep rolling out. And, and uh, amazing how few cars there are available. Yeah. And everybody's keeping their cars. Longer and longer, except in in, uh, in uh, Vermont. Did you hear about this thing where, let's see, Vermont is offering residents who own older gas vehicles $3,000 to surrender it. Surrender. Surrender it. it in favor of an electric vehicle or an alternative mode of transportation. $3,000 doesn't even cost, doesn't even come close to, like, absorbing the cost increase on a used car these days right i know this is like this is kind of cash for clunkers type of a thing because they just like when you get your money you are you are uh they're destroying the car so yeah and you know kind of a waste of resources i guess it depends on the car i got a couple cars i need to get rid of i'll take three grand for <laughs> right right yeah. um we are taking your calls 360-676-KGMI and uh, boy, we should talk a little bit about cash for clunkers and that car market from back in 2008 oh, when they did that. And uh, it kind of correlates to the price of cars today and what's happening. But we do have a caller on the line here. We've got Bruce here this morning. How are you, Bruce? Hey, good morning. Yeah, fellas, I'd like your opinion on uh, a maintenance warranty, buying a maintenance warranty. You, you're talking uh like free oil change type of warranty, or are you talking like an aftermarket repair warranty? Uh, a repair warranty. So I'll give you my personal opinion, which may vary from from other people's as well. But I'm just going to say I pretty much agree with Steve, and I'm not sure what he's <laughs> going to say here. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, they're expensive. Um, if you buy, have bought a a car that's you know fairly new and stuff, and they're going to cost you twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars for that warranty, and the odds of needing to to use that much of that of that cost is pretty remote. It can happen. I think you're better off to take that three thousand dollars, stick it in a mutual fund or a or a, a CD or something like that. Let it actually earn you some money. If you need it, you can liquidate it. Um, or, you know, if, if that peace of mind that, that people get by having that is something that's valuable to you, my suggestion would be shop for it in the aftermarket and, and go on. You can find the same warranty that the dealer is selling you out on the internet for probably half 
what you're buying it from for the from for from the dealer. And so okay. That's that's my personal opinion. I'm not a big believer in it, and Brian and I both have to deal with those warranty companies when they come in, and, and the, the kind of standard response is always no out of the gate. And you got to be very careful because they often cover everything that's wrong, everything on your car except for what's wrong with it. And so, <laughs> and, and when they do, yeah. when they do cover it, they they have imaginary prices that they're willing to pay. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Absolutely, Bruce. Appreciate the call. So, okay. you know, one comment on on those knowing a couple car dealers in the past and the economics of them vary. But when you're buying it from a car dealer, new or used, nothing against the dealer. They're doing their job and they're selling a, a product that has value and everything yep. else. But they're generally they're they're a commission oriented environment. And so when when they sell, and I'll use a a random number of two thousand dollars for your extended warranty. Um, the, the dealership generally will be retaining 25 to 50% of that $2,000. Um, so let's say, just say they, they keep $500 of that $2,000. That's a low number. Yeah. Um, then they'll usually split that in, in some format with the salesman and the dealership keeps it because they have to make money and they have to pay the guy to sell it. Then the remainder of that money goes to the extended warranty company. So you know when you're buying at a dealership, you are paying premium. Somewhat of a premium. Yeah. yeah, they have to make money. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter where you buy something. If there's no profit, they won't be there to take care of exactly. you in the future. Um, so buying it on the aftermarket, like Steve said, helps you know reduce how much you're paying. But do some research on those companies. There have been some over the years that have gone bankrupt. Yeah. Quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, a cousin of mine in St. Louis is the the Missouri director of consumer affairs for the Better Business Bureau. And was involved with a lawsuit against one of the largest um, extended warranty providers in the country. Um, and a couple brothers owned it and had their multi-million dollar estates. Yes. Um, but no money to pay the claims. So it was a Ponzi scheme. It was a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and they just pocketed all the money. And then yeah. then four years down the road, two years down the road, when cars started breaking down or needed repairs, there was no money to pay for them. Yeah. Um, so... The industry is not well regulated. There have been several lawsuits in Washington against companies providing extended warranties. Um, and, and the extended warranty company generally gets punished or put out of business. And all that does in the end is everybody who bought them doesn't get any value out of them. Yeah. Yep. Buyer beware. Very much so. And do your research on the online ones. And, you know, beware of the expensive ads that run on TV for the magic warranty that covers yeah. everything. Looks like we've got Lori on the line. What can we do for you, Lori? Good morning. I am actually calling for my son who's on the road. Calling and for he a knows friend. my husband and I enjoy your show Saturday morning. So um, he wanted to see if I could call and get your thoughts. He has a 2012 Chevrolet Silverado 5.3, it's got 182,000 miles on it. And September 14th, he took it into a Chevy dealership and got an oil change. And shortly thereafter, it had been a while, I'm, he's guessing close to a year, he changed out the air filter. And um, looking at the air filter, there was a yellow sheen on it, and there was engine oil in the air filter. Um, he said it wasn't saturated but it was predominantly on the side of the air filter that comes off the engine. So 
he put a new air filter in it and called up the Chevy dealership and took the truck back in. And after about five days, there was still some oil on the filter, but not nearly as bad as the filter that he took off. And the results from their check, they checked the PCV valve and said it was good that um, this is kind of common with a a Chevy with that many miles and that vintage, and basically everything looked good. And um, just to make sure to check the oil and make sure the check engine light doesn't come on, and that's just kind of the course of a truck that old. And so he just thought, you guys are really good about um, your thoughts on this, so that's what I'm asking. Do you kind of agree that that's kind of par for the course for a truck that old with that many miles on it? I, well, w one thing that you said just concerned me a little bit, and that they said the PCV valve was okay. I am pretty certain that that engine technically does not have a PCV it's valve. A metered orifice. Yes, that is built <laughs> into the valve cover cylinder head area and uh, and an intake manifold. And you may have to do some disassembly to actually see if that's clear. There are some ways to check it, but but there, I would likely think there's a problem with the PCV system, the positive crankcase ventilation system. Um, but it can take a little bit of work to clean and repair that. And I would probably get a second opinion on that aspect of it. Okay. No, it's not really normal to get oil into the air filter. And even that truck on that vintage, we have one at the shop right now that we were checking the PCV valve because of oil leaks um, or the PCV orifice um, just yesterday um, for different issues. But it's got about the same miles. It's the same vintage. And it's not getting oil into the air filter. You know, I think, too, that I'm not sure if 2012 falls under this or not, but there was actually a, a technical service bulletin that uh, General Motors put out for this motor and for the PCV orifice, which is kind of <clears throat> into the valve cover. And the new valve cover is baffled differently. So there's a there's a baffle in there to kind of separate liquid oil from oil vapors. And those baffles tend to get plugged up, and the, the original one was more prone to be getting plugged up, so they built a, a new uh, updated valve cover um, so that that system would breathe better. And so I'm, and off the top of my head, I'm not sure if 2012 falls under that or not, but I do know that that was an issue for the 5.3 motor. Okay. So it might, it, so, might, it, might, it might warrant some further investigation to make sure. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know what they did to determine the PCV system is functioning properly. But, um, yeah, there's it, 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 it might because uh, those things would actually, they would plug up and they would actually even start fouling spark plugs. And then you're going to get a misfire code. So that's probably why they were saying, you know, keep an eye for the check engine light. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the direction I would explore anyway. Okay, and how would he know if if you were kind of suggesting that maybe you're not quite sure if that engine or not had a technical issue? The Would the Chevy dealership know that? Would you have to go to them to ask him, or would you contact GM well, directly? No, or? any of, like any of the, uh, our shops, like we have, we have the availability to check for technical service bulletins. And so, you know, if we had... You know the the VIN number um, of that vehicle. We could run it and see if that if it falls under that uh, 
bulletin for the replacement uh, valve cover. Okay. And that would probably be maybe a direction to go to also as well as getting a second opinion on this. Okay. Yes. Okay. I will relay this all to him and <laughs> appreciate all your guys' lovely advice. All right. Thank well, you. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Thanks, Lori. We are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. Maybe talk a little bit about some oil issues on GM engines, specifically that 5.3. Um, coincidentally, something we brought some information on this morning. But give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair, and you are in the shop. If you're a business owner, property manager, or developer, Columbia Fire is your true one-stop shop for fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repairs. Hi, I'm Marty Boonstra from Columbia Fire, and we've protected property and lives in our great state for over 35 years. You name it, we've done it. Schools, office buildings, industrial, even residential. And if it's urgent, Columbia Fire can schedule you right away. For fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repair, go to ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. Hi, I'm Dan Johnson, running for state representative. With increased crime, the cost of living, and students falling behind, our state is heading in the wrong direction. This November, you decide where we go from here. As your next state representative, I will fix these issues. Instead of defunding police and releasing dangerous criminals from prison, I will support law enforcement and give them back the tools they need to keep dangerous criminals off the street. Rather than add more taxes that increase the cost of living, I'll vote to cut property taxes, sales tax, and the gas tax. If you hear this and think, I could sure use a break right now, I'm right there with you because you won't get this from my opponent. My opponent works directly for Governor Jay Inslee. We can't afford another two years of more anti-police laws, higher gas taxes, and more fees that add to the cost of living. If you want something different out of Olympia, you need someone who will vote differently in Olympia. I'm Dan Johnson, and I would be honored to be your next state representative. Paid for by Vote Dan Johnson bullying. It's a real problem. Studies show nationwide over 20% of students experience bullying on a daily basis at school or on social media. Don't be a bystander. Become an upstander. Someone who takes action. It only takes one person to make a big difference. When bystanders become upstanders, it not only helps the targets of bullying, it also shows other bystanders how to take action to prevent or address bullying. A great place to start is the website stopbullying.gov where you can learn how to recognize bullying and how to stop it. Join Cascade Radio Group and Launching Success in the fight against bullying. Launching Success is your local source for help on how to talk with your child about bullying. They have children's books, workbooks, and games to learn what bullies, victims, and bystanders act like and how you can get in and out of sticky situations. Launching Success, Whatcom County's largest educational toy store, where play and learning collide. Shop in-store, call in your order for pickup, have it delivered, or shop online at launchingsuccess.com. Mornings are busy. That's why the KGMI Morning News is your perfect ticket to the world. While you rush to get ready, hear the very latest local, state, and national news, your KGMI AccuWeather forecast, sports with Mark Skolton, the latest money news, and all the information you need for a great start to your day. The KGMI Morning News, 6 to 9 a.m. each weekday on KGMI. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Shout out to our co-host, Dan at Bellingham Automotive and Kirk at Angler Automotive. I did want to apologize to you and to the guys at Bellingham Automotive because, as you know, we've all been really busy. And so I'm getting calls from people. And, and of course, you know, I'm like, you know, well, I can get you in in three weeks or whatever. And they're like, well, do you know anybody else? I said, well, everybody's pretty busy, but you might try some of the bigger shops like Dr. John's or Miller. <laughs> I got to shine them on to somebody. So I'm sure your, your uh, service writer is like, that stinking panacea keeps sending these people here. We can't take them in. Oh, he's good. He, uh, <laughs> he you know, we, we get our schedule set and the cars come in and there's like an, you know, we have an average over the year. This is how much time the average car is going to take. Yeah. We base our schedule on that and kind of keep an eye on modify. And then these cars come in. People are keeping them longer. They're spending more. They're investing in them to get a few more, a few more years out of them. Yeah. And suddenly you go from you know an hour and a half or two hours to six hours of work per car. Yeah. And suddenly your schedule, which doesn't seem that busy, yeah. or you've got it <laughs> scheduled out for a week, and now suddenly you've got they're stacking up. Yeah, they're stacking up, you know. So I always talk about it's like, you know, flying a jet and you've got your throttle there that's, you know, pushed three quarters forward and you just got to like slam it backwards and slow it down and <laughs> start scheduling out. Yeah. Um, and we're not alone. It's pretty every, pretty much every auto repair shop it, in yeah, Whatcom County. It is. Yep. An- um, keep Keeps on going. I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to complain. And, and Yo, it's, no, it, it's great. It's great for the work. I think the biggest thing, like for Parker at the shop, is he starts feeling bad that we can't get the yeah, cars me too. in and out as quick. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, that's that's really the hardest part because most people don't have an extra car or two around. We've got a couple of loaner cars that are constantly out. Yeah, but uh, it's the world we live in. We're doing our best. Yep. Um, looks like we've got Fred on the line here. How are you, Fred? Oh, good morning. Good to be back. We've been in that hot Mojave desert down in California, and everything was above 100. And so the reason I'm calling is that, uh, uh, and again, we appreciate your show and, and the many years you've been on now. And, you know, too, I want to point this out. A lot of us guys out here, we're fixing cars in our driveway or also out in the rain or helping a neighbor out. And, and you guys give us that little extra punch to, to get the screwdriver going the right direction. <laughs> but anyway, we were out in this desert, and, the, and my radiator went out. We were going up the High Cajon Pass, which goes up 4,000 feet in 102-degree temperature, and uh, we didn't make it to the top. We kind of crawled up there with a cooling period. And also, uh, when I got to our family's house, uh, uh, uh we found out the radiator was bad, had a hole in it, or made a hole. By the way, this is a, uh, a Chevy Impala uh, 2000 with a 3.4, and the uh, water pump was bad. And, oh, my gosh, it was it was quite a job uh, because of the high heat and flies and stuff. <laughs> but we changed the thermostat to an updated one I didn't know about before, and it has a hole in it. You buy it that way. So if it fails, then it lets uh, a certain amount of water go through to maybe get you home. So I put that in there. And then we bought a water pump, which was a high-volume water pump. Uh, I'm sure they use these more for uh, towing vehicles or something like that. But I put it in the car, and it probably pushed twice the volume through that the standard one did. And then we put a new radiator in. So with all that going on... uh, it was quite a process of getting on and, and so forth. 
uh, it really improved it a lot. Uh, the the temperature reading on the flats was about 150, and going up that same grade that I had problems with with before, it never went up much over uh, 190 or 200 temperature. So no problem going up the path. Everything was good, and uh, uh, so this kind of led me on now. With this cooler temperature and this going on, I just wonder if my car heater is going to work. You know, am I going to have a cold car heater? I don't know. And uh, also, the uh, uh, if, if so, if it was, it was also what these improvements I haven't heard about. But I just thought I'd share a little bit here. These guys that go over in that hot temperature pulling boats over in eastern Washington might be be something uh, uh, for them to, to think about. Also, going down the road, I had vibrations on my steering wheel coming home. And is this a possible sign that the CV joint or the drive axle is, is, is a problem? I know tires, but, but I mean, I'm more into that area. And it's got about 200,000 on it now, and, and maybe that's a, a system. I also wanted to share this last point. I'm bleeding the uh, system. I've never, I have not heard this on your show before. Uh, bleeding your water system. If you don't, you're not going to get uh, the cooling that you should get. And there are different ways of doing this. And, and I wouldn't even realize you should even have your car heater on for at least 15 minutes when you're bleeding the, the cooling system. So Yeah, a lot to unpack there, Fred. We're gonna we're gonna have to take a little break, and then uh, you keep listening. After the break, we're gonna we're gonna touch on a few of the the points that you brought up there. Steve, Steve's eyes kept opening wider and wider while you were talking. <laughs> okay, thank so, you. Very so much. keep listening there. Thank you, Fred. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. We'll be right back. State Representative Alicia Rule doesn't believe that one party or the other has all the answers. She knows that we need to work together to move our community forward. Alicia's worked hard to create opportunity for people who didn't go to college by expanding career and technical education in high schools. She's also working to restart Intelco. When it reopens, that means 700 union jobs back in Ferndale. Alicia Rule is the only pro-choice candidate in the race. She's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and Pro-Choice Washington. Alicia Rule has earned the support of law enforcement, She's earned the trust of the Fraternal Order of Police and the Bellingham-Wacom County Firefighters. Retired Bellingham Police Chief Flo Simon said, Alicia Rule said no to defund the police, increased pay for the first responders, and fought to criminalize non-medical use of fentanyl. She's been a fantastic state representative. I'm State Representative Alicia Rule. I hope that I can earn your vote. Paid for by Vote Alicia Rule, Democrat. Celebrate the savings on appliances, mattresses, and barbecues during DeWard & Bodie's 76th anniversary sale on now at all three locations in Bellingham and Burlington. For a limited time, get exclusive double rebates up to $1,000 on select appliance pairs and packages. Earn $300 cash back on qualifying GE front load washer and dryer pairs or upgrade your kitchen with a full appliance suite from Frigidaire Gallery and get $1,000 cash back on qualifying packages. These rebates are exclusive to DeWard & Bodie with savings you won't find anywhere else. Buy in confidence with a 30-day price match guarantee on in-stock models. Plus, keep the extra cash you'll save and pay no money down and no interest for up to two years on select appliances and up to years on select mattresses. Don't miss these special cashback rebates and no interest financing offers only at DeWard & Bodie. Celebrate the savings during the 76th anniversary sale in Bellingham, Burlington and online at DeWardAndBodie.com. 
Financing OAC offer qualifications and restrictions apply. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. The White House is taking Russian President Putin's nuclear threats seriously. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Can de-escalate this at any time, and there is no reason to escalate. Hundreds of thousands are still without power over a week after Hurricane Ian slammed Florida. Our Enrique Acevedo is in Fort Myers. The grid was so damaged that they had to basically start from scratch, and it's just not safe to restore power at the moment. That'll be an effort that takes weeks or months. The entire Uvalde School District police force is now suspended as the investigation into their failures during the Robb Elementary School massacre. Family members of the victims want more accountability. Family members have outstanding questions about why that larger, more experienced, better resource agency did not take charge of the shooting response, especially when it became clear that the school district was not doing so. That's Texas Tribune reporter Zach Despart. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. 360-676-KGMI. Give us a call. We'd love to help you out. <laughs> Excuse me. Any automotive-related questions? And uh, we had Fred that called before the break talking about driving in the Mojave Desert, high elevation, overheating Malibu. Impala. Impala. Impala, Malibu. Kind of the same, <laughs> same powertrain. Yeah. Um, and some issues he had, and uh, your you were your face was lighting up there, Steve. Well, I just you know he he mentioned something that 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 uh, struck me as odd with uh, when he said he put his new thermostat in there and he was running at 150 degrees going down the road, and I would s- tell him that that is too cool for that vehicle to be running down the road. That I don't know what the rated temperature of the thermostat was that he put in there, but that one should have probably a 195-degree thermostat, meaning that that thermostat should not open and allow coolant to flow until that engine reaches 192 to 195 degrees. Um, And they are designed to run that hot. Um, They're designed, that's where they're the most efficient. Um, Again, so then here's here's this threshold. (laughs) You don't want to overheat either, right? So you want the thing to, to work right, but it is designed to run at about 195 degrees. And um, you can have fuel economy issues. You can get check engine lights like PO one twenty eight would be the you know running cooler than it should. And honestly, at one fifty, I I would think he 
eventually be setting at that temperature. I, I would too. Yeah. And so um, I would be concerned about that. And yes, if that, if your thermostat's running that and, and we get into, you know, 10 degrees outside, you might not be happy with the, the uh, efficiency of your heater at that, at that temperature. So, yeah. Okay. And well, meant, well, thank you. you oh, he's still on the line. <laughs> yeah. You really crossed what I, what I thought of. I will say, boy, that did give me up that pass with no problem, and uh, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, I might go back. You know, I heard this fellow last week with the Ford changing his thermostat, and boy, I went through just as much trouble as he did with our car. He was talking about having to remove the fan shrouds if he had to do that. In my case, there's just a little bleed valve on top of the thermostat housing, and I would have never hardly gotten that in there. It only sticks up three-eighths of an inch. But boy, these things are so tight, and and I I tell you what, you know, these these you know trying to do some of these things yourselves and uh, the tools that we have, I just uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, well, thank you very All much, right. and, and uh, I I don't really want to look forward to going back to that <laughs> one, but uh, I, I possibly will because I do know how engines carbon up too if uh, if they yeah. run cool. Yeah, it needs to run warm. Yeah, and that. Fred, and spend spend the money for a good quality thermostat, but again, it's you're going to want one that's probably 192 to 195 rated temperature. So, thanks for the call. All right, thank you, Fred. You know, one other thing, just before we get off of his subject altogether, he talked about trying to bleed the cooling system, and those do have a couple of little bleeder screws on there so you can get the the air pockets out. Most professional shops like yours and mine and probably most all of them, but we have vacuum fillers, and those things are super nice. And they're they're also, they are 100% necessary on many vehicles. Yeah. You can't properly fill the cooling system without it. Yeah, so we basically vacuum the system down to 25 inches of vacuum or so, and then put it in the, the bucket of coolant and then fill it like that, and, and it gets all the air pockets out. And so, and, and you know, even at that, you need to really pay attention to the cooling system gets properly filled. He yeah. was talking about the, the hole in the thermostat, and I'm thinking the little jiggle, jiggle valve, valve, yeah, which which is more about, you know, air bleeding and helping get the air out of it and not have air pockets. And, I, you know, maybe they have areas that are high altitude, high temperature, have special thermostats that you possibly know, I can understand being at four or five thousand feet and 102 degrees, the thin air that with a normal thermostat, normal flow having overheat problems. Um, and, and maybe that's something that is a, a standard practice in that area. Yeah, I don't know. We live at sea level. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, just be aware when you do things like that. Fred's asking all the right questions there. Yep. Well, looks like we have uh, Wayne on the line here. What can we do for you, Wayne? Yeah, uh, I have a 1985 Pontiac Sierra V6. And... Um, I haven't been driving it as much lately, and I just noticed there was some surface rust on the rotors, and I was wondering if there's any way that I could clean that off, or, or do I need to have the rotors turned or what? They, they, the rotors haven't been turned before. I would, uh, just, I would just, just drive it and apply the brakes a few times, and that surface rust will be gone. Oh, good. I thought it might. I thought it might ruin the rotors. It depends how deep it's pitted in there, but, I mean— this is raw cast iron, right? I mean, overnight it rusts. Okay. So um, a little bit of surface rust, usually a few brake applications. You might get some weird noise while it's kind of scrubbing that stuff off of there. But, okay. But you take that out and drive it, pull back into your driveway and look at it, and you'll see they look shiny again. 
Yeah, it, it might great. sound it might sound like the brakes are grinding, like yeah. they're metal on metal for the first few stops. Yeah. Um, but some some nice slow, gradual stops from twenty five thirty miles an hour, and like Steve says, it'll rub it right off. Now. Whether the rotors are heavily pitted, whether right. they're below the minimum thickness, there's a lot of other things involved there. And doing a proper brake inspection, especially on a vehicle that you haven't been driving much for a while, start thinking rubber brake hoses, sticking calipers, um, stuck caliper guides. Yeah. Mark yeah. Tilly that used to work for us, he just called it lot rot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and those things creep up on a car when they're not driven. So doing a you know a really good inspection on that car before you take it on a long trip, if you haven't driven it much in the last few years, it's probably a good it's plan. It's just around the immediate area here. It's just, it's a car I bought brand new, one oh. owner back in June, June 10th of 1985, and I just hung on to it. And it's got, I think it's got about 93,000 miles on it, but most most of the mileage was done like 20, 30 years ago, you know. It's just I usually try to get it out, you know, once a month, but it's been sitting out there for a year or so now, and I want to get it running, and I want to, you know, change the oil and, and, and you know, a few things like that because it's been sitting. It's under a cover, but it's outside. That's the problem. I can't, I can't get all my cars in the garage. <laughs> I need a bigger garage. Yeah, I would, I would, Wayne, I would drive that and, and you know, scrub the rotors off with the just you know, using the brakes, and then and then look at them. And if they've got some deep pits in them or something, then maybe you want to address something further. But, okay. uh, yeah, otherwise I wouldn't I wouldn't fret too much over that. And if I did decide to take it in, then uh, I I just tell them to check everything because the, I could see where the calipers might be an issue. You know, if it's sitting out there, they might get uh, to where they're – Hang it up, you know. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things on the age of that car, and, and do, giving mm-hmm. it a good a good look over, bumper to bumper, would definitely be a good plan. Okay, great. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, you start getting on a, a car that old. I mean, you know, that thing's a classic, um, and parts availability, availability can start to be an issue. So, you know, plan ahead when you start to do the work on it at what you might be looking at. 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Your home is your refuge, your safe haven. You want it to be comfortable and warm when it's cold outside. You probably haven't used your furnace for a few months, so now is the time to give Smith Mechanical a call and schedule an annual service on your furnace. There's enough worry and stress in the world. We don't need to be stuck with a cold house. Smith Mechanical has been helping their customers save time and money for over 25 years. Find them today at smithmechanical.com. Are you a business owner or manager who spends his day trying to maintain business, supervising employees, solving problems, and of course, meetings? The last thing you need is having your heating system go out. Give Smith Mechanical a call today to service your furnace before the weather turns cold. Their experts are prepared to work quickly and efficiently, taking one burden off your hands. They've been helping business save time and money for over 25 years. Find them today at smithmechanical.com. Did you know that many of your neighbors are struggling to keep food on the table? In an average year, Whatcom County Food Banks feed 3,500 local families weekly. Area food banks need your support now more than ever. The Feed the Need Community Food Drive supports local food banks. Team up with Industrial Credit Union and Cascade Radio Group to help fight hunger. A donation of just 
$80 can purchase $80 worth of food. Donate now through October 8th at Industrial Credit Union branches or online at industrialcu.org. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG1170.com. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. We'd love to hear from you. Any automotive-related question? I do. I did have to, a couple of just – I know you wanted to get to your oil uh, usage oh, thing. Oh, no, no. But a couple things tales, that may – Tales from the trenches. Well, so a couple things that may help some people out there that like to do stuff themselves to, to think about. And just two of them. And I'll, the first one I'll cover very quickly – um, we had a, a customer come in with a, a Infinity G37 little coupe thing, and <clears throat> like most of these that are owned by young people, they do as many modifications on them as they possibly can. But uh, this one, he the problem he had is uh, after a while, one of his headlights would go out, and then after a while, it might come back on. Or if he turned the car off and turned it back on, it would come back on for a while and go back out again. This has high intensity discharge headlights. Factory lights? Fa- factory yeah. HIDs. Okay. Um, but uh, so my tech gets to looking at it, you know, you're thinking ballast or, you know, bulbs or that kind of stuff. And, and he pulls the bulb out and it has, let me just say, a brand that a professional shop probably wouldn't want to use on one of these things. And the ballasts were super hard to get to and super expensive, and which would be my first leaning towards a ballast on this thing. But because the bulbs were so chintzy, <laughs> we we decided. I, I said, "Hey, man, you know, I would want to replace these bulbs regardless. So let's put some bulbs in here and see what happens." We put the new bulbs in. Problem gone. So this morning, when I was kind of researching this, I thought, "I know I'm going to go on and see, you know, because I know what I paid for the bulbs, which is about 150 dollars. Well, it sold the bulbs for about 150 dollars a piece. So I go on and I look on Amazon, and they have HID bulbs for this car for $16.99. And I think that's probably the kind of bulbs it had in it. I And I, I see that, and we have customers bring those in and, and deal with it. And the HID bulbs, outrageously oh, expensive. Oh, yeah, and, and I get the $450 ballast. Yeah. You know, so you're... You're talking if your headlight goes out on on that Infinity and some other cars, you could be talking six $800 by the time you get it working again. Yeah, yeah. It's not uncommon to have a bad bulb and a bad ballast. Yeah. And so this is a situation where it's like, you know, well, it's got new bulbs in it. They shouldn't be, shouldn't be, you know, put them in. There should be a problem. But anyways, so there there may be a balance somewhere between $150 and $16, but I know that the $150 one I put in there is a good one. And not only that, the place I bought it from will stand behind it. So there's that. And then the, the most interesting one was a customer with a 2010 Subaru. And she's had this problem for a while, and, and but the problem is it will not do it, create any problems at the shop. She has to drive this car for 
approximately an hour before it will exhibit this problem. She goes down to Tacoma on a regular basis. And what would happen is her automatic transmission light would start flashing um, and occasionally a check engine light would come on as well. And by the time she got back to us, the light is out. You go in and check the codes. There was actually a code for a brake light circuit and a torque converter clutch circuit uh, codes in there. We check the brake lights are working. Usually with the Subaru, the Christmas tree lights up, yeah. and then it won't go out. Yeah. And your cruise control won't work, which is really annoying. Right. So all this stuff was in history, not current. And so she's finally she, it, it happened to her again. She said, you know, she was going to bring it in. So Chris, my tech, started doing a little bit of research and and kind of dove deep into the into the bowels of of uh, Identifix and, and some of these places and found a couple of things where they were saying that you know the brake light bulbs like if they start getting black or something these things all measure the resistance and current flow through these circuits right on these modern cars can create this kind of a problem so when she came in we're going to just check the brake light bulbs and and replace them if they looked anything out of the ordinary well, he pulled it out, and it had LEDs okay. in it. I was just going to say the L word. Yes. If somebody had put aftermarket LED bulbs in this thing. And they're supposed to be set up with a resistor in them that's supposed to mimic, you know, the resistance of a factory bulb. But Yeah, they don't work. They are notoriously poorly manufactured. So we thought, well, hey, let's put standard, the bulbs in this thing that this is supposed to have. And she has gone down and back now. No problems. And that that is that's it's a customer kind of problem. installed problem. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of problem that you know, when working with with customers and their cars, and sometimes they bought it that way. They don't even yeah. know they're in yeah. there. And and we start chasing our tail on something. So we get cars in now with uh, with brake light, turn signals, four way flasher problems. You know your front your front marker light turns on when you hit the brakes, yeah. and all kinds of weird, weird stuff. issues. We just go straight to the bulbs, yeah. Now, like you said, with the the LED bulbs. It's so many of them, and again, it's you can go on Amazon and buy that, you know, that LED bulb for the same price as you can go to the local auto parts store and buy a standard bulb. Yeah, and you think, oh, it'll last forever. It won't cause any problems. They're it looks cooler. Quality, they're better. It saves energy. Um, nah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, unbelievable the problems that we see. With yeah, them. and so uh, the the. The kind of takeaway is when these cars have all these systems that are so integrated to each other and are all talking to each other, you wouldn't think something as simple as a brake light bulb could be a problem, but it's looking at that thing and expecting something to happen. The brake light circuit controls the torque converter clutch circuit on this car. And so you get this bleed over from, yeah, aftermarket parts. Yeah. Well, Still taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. Got a call or two on the line we'll get after the break here. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. At Mount Baker Roofing, not only do they take pride in their work, but they pledge to complete your project quickly and with the quality and craftsmanship you require. Specializing in re-roofing, gutters, and new construction. Serving the community for more than 35 years, Mount Baker Roofing provides a labor warranty that exceeds industry standards and utilizes the highest grade in local products such as ICO, manufactured in Sumas, Washington. Call them today at 733-0191 for a free estimate or visit online at mtbakerroofing.com. My name is Marcus Vierta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. 
Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real-life experience to the state Senate. I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state Senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone. Paid for by People for Sharon, Democrat. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. WECU has served Whatcom County and the state of Washington for more than 80 years. This fall, WECU announced this year's recipients of their Education First grant program, which supports local groups advancing education in Whatcom County. In total, the program is awarding $110,000 to three local nonprofits, making a positive impact to our community including the Nooksack Salmon Enhancement Association, Pickford Film Center, and the Bellingham Child Care and Early Learning Center. To find out more about this year's award recipients, visit wecu.com slash education first. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the Upside at cascaderadiogroup.com. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. 360-676-KGMI. And we've got Eric on the line here. What can we do for you, Eric? Morning, guys. Hey, two things real quick. Uh, first one, 2013 Outback, 3.6 Star Limited, whatever it is. Where's the best place to source a key fob for that? I, I I would start with uh, Arrow Lock Service. That's who I use for my stuff. Um, you can there is there it's going to need to be programmed, and some of them are easier yep. to program than others. There are a couple websites, um, keyfob.com. I've gotten stuff from, but like I or, like when I got my new truck, I ordered two keys through keyfob.com, and then had the guys at Arrow program them for me, and only one yep. of them only one of them worked. So <laughs> it was super cheap. But only one of them worked. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, but those guys, if they can do it, they they they've always done good job for me. So okay, and we had a similar experience for a, a, a Subaru, a couple of years older than that one. We got two fobs from the keyfob.com. You know, one of them worked fine. The other one like fell apart. The case was poorly manufactured. And with that, with that customer, we just got two new ones from Subaru and program, Subaru and programmed, and they cost four times as much, but they <laughs> they worked, <laughs> and they last more than four times as long. But Arrow Lock may have those in stock and yeah. take care of you today. I, you know, yeah. so I would check there. They're our go-to for key and and key fob issues. Okay, and then the next question. I know you don't do Volkswagens, but it's kind of generic. If I noticed the other day, I was a little low on coolant. Without any obvious leaks, drips being seen on the ground, is that maybe just a leak somewhere that's, that's kind of evaporating, or is it a what's the year the year and make of the or year and uh, model of the Volkswagen? Ninety-seven Volkswagen Jetta. Okay, so notorious on those things are their plastic water distribution pipes. I think they call them. I think there's two of them, one on the side, one on the back of the head. Yeah. And, and they, they're probably both seeping. Exactly. And they will leak a little bit, and it, and it may, like, 
you know, evaporate off the hot motor before you even see anything on the ground. But okay. usually a shining a flashlight back in there, you will see on top of the, the, the uh, transmission bell housing some puddling or signs of coolant leak back there. That's, that's the most common thing we see on those things. Should be a crust, crusty reddish or yeah. pink growth. Um, crystalline growth coming out of some plastic where it meets the metal. You'll have to pull off that plastic engine cover, look on the uh, kind of the, the driver's side rear of the engine. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, then around the backside. And just look for anywhere that a large radiator hose or smaller coolant hose attaches. Um, right. Sometimes they've got like coolant sensors that have little O ring seals and plastic clips, or just say plastic, 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 plastic. <laughs> and, uh, and, and on a car that era, Likely, it should have been replaced probably three times by now. Right. <laughs> and, and it probably has at least once, I would suspect. But. Yeah. Well, it's been a good car. It just keeps going and going. I, I want to kind of want to replace it, but it still runs and drives yeah. great. So. I, li- I like to say that's the last of the era of really good Volkswagens, <laughs> but that would be yeah, mean. I mean I've, had, I've had a couple of them, and they've all been really good. I mean, there's little things, you know, but... And I think some of them are better than others, depending on who knows what happens when they build them. But it's when an eighteen year when an eighteen year old buys a Jetta and and then goes on Amazon and starts buying accessories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Yeah, you get into the the plastic under the hood and those coolant housings. We're working on an Explorer right now that has the plastic water distribution housing on yep. the front of the engine, and and they have those on the the Ford Focuses and 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 Ford uh, oh, the little SUVs, yeah, Escapes, uh, or Escapes, whatever. and and just all of these Fords have these plastic water distribution housings, and the coolant from the engine, which you know maybe at its hottest point is you know 200, 210, goes straight into this plastic. And it's only a matter of time before it starts to break down, deteriorate from the heat and the chemicals, and they they warp. And if the coolant level gets low at all, steam will just erode that that plastic in no time. Um, Yeah, it's it's uh, you know I guess it's good for our industry, you know all the plastic under the hood, but even the plastic radiator tanks, you know they've got a you know ten to fifteen year life expectancy, and sure they'll go twenty, but we'll pull off a radiator cap and stick your fingernail down in there. And you can just scrape away the plastic yeah. and, and cut away at it. And eventually you can your fingernail can like eat a hole in it. Yeah. It's uh gonna <laughs> keep a car for for that long, it's gonna t- cost some money to keep it on the road properly. Yeah. Some a of those lot. like plastic, like we've done a couple of those water distribution things on like a mini. Those are no fun. Yeah. A little mini turbo. Oh man. <laughs> um Yeah, it's things like that, you know, when you you have a Volkswagen like Eric was saying and, and I've got a couple friends with Volkswagens of that era, and and we just run into things like that all the time. The the known you know pattern failure items in in a sense are really good because we have a car come in for just oil changes and preventing the maintenance checks. We know where to look. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Doctor John Auto Clinic Steve from the Tennessee Auto Care. You've been in the shop. We'll see you next week.